seven seas. Head hunting, Wilk spooked in the mezzanine. Nina on my hip, John Ham. I'm a madman. Give me the loot, give me the loot. I'm a bad man. I do damage when I'm brandishing a pistol. So get your hands up and keep them there like a Chris show. Trust me, you don't want to die for some cargo. Turn this to a hostage situation. Argo. It's a trap. Catch a exit in the orbit. Lay down your arms and prepare to be boarded. Money and mischief is everything we stand for. So put the transport ledgers in the Jansport. Not a smuggler, forever I'm a pirate. Six shooter on my waist, that's a sidekick. Free of the system, we lurk in the black. You cop before you realize where you're at. Screaming. Galactic Holonet. Welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast interview series. We are joined by none other than Team Covenant's main man. Like the reason why we have a place to put a podcast, Zach Bunn. Zach, how are you doing, man? I'm I'm great, but I, I feel the need to to correct you a little bit in saying that I'm only a, I'm a cog in a, a giant wheel, so uh, I, I don't want to take too much credit. Well, uh, we appreciate you for having a website for us to put a podcast on and advertise. So, I mean, we have to give you some props. I mean, be it, be, okay, whatever your machine is, we'll, we'll go ahead and thank the machine and for you being a very good cog in it. All right, I, I'm down with that. Yeah, well, we really appreciate you guys doing the podcast. So we're happy to, happy to exist for you to do that and... Genuinely excited to have people like you around to create some awesome content. Well, we do whatever we can. You know, we love this site. We are joined today uh, also by Mark Griffin, better known as Sable Griffin. Mark, uh, what do you have in the uh, stern in the pot right now? You always have, you always got something. What's going on in in, in your X-Wing life right now, man? So I'm looking ahead to Scum and Villainy and just drooling. So many ideas and options and lists and yeah they they did na- can we i know we say about this every time we mention scum and the villainy but you know they admitted to naming it after us you know i know they were joking right. but it is official the second they say it's official it's official it's named after us galactic calling it you heard it um so yeah isn't scum and villainy looks great right yes <laughs> all right well um uh, finally uh, we're joined by, wait a second, Rare White Elk Day. <laughs> Greg yep. Duncan, better known as Joy and Vill- Vengeance. If you know him as Joy and Vengeance, let's go ahead and give Greg a little bit of crap. Greg hasn't podcasted in so long that I'm pretty sure Bush was president. The first one. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure we didn't have a podcast then. I'm pretty but... sure we were in, like grade school then but but yes it's been that long greg it's excellent to hear from you man it's good to be back on the show um took a little bit of a hiatus from x-wing in general and just kind of stepped back took a break and uh it was pleasant and now i'm trying to cut my teeth and get back into things and i missed the podcast desperately so i had to come back so scott says that you were on or scott mr froggy says that you were on a mission for the emperor to get him the most rare ice on hoth well successful of course I was. I mean, I'm I'm talking to you. Do you think if the Emperor didn't get his ice, I would be speaking to you right now? It's a very good point. Choked. It's a very good point. All right, we're getting off topic. Zach <laughs> Bunn. Zach Bunn, the main man, Team Covenant. All right, so I don't – gosh, I don't even know where to start. Um, let's, uh, let's dive into Team Covenant in general. Team Covenant, I think, plays a very central role for – 
the X-Wing meta in that I feel like it is a very concentrated location of expert X-Wing players, right? Like, I, I kind of tell us the history of X-Wing on, on your website, because you got, you got a pretty funny story about how you know, uh, uh, how it kind of came to be and, and why that is. Uh, why is it that Team Covenant uh, plays such a central role? Or, or what do you think, like, give us the history of X-Wing on Team Covenant. Man, that is a that is a tale to tale. Yeah. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really interesting because what you know, Team Covenant has kind of grown up uh, – and it's still growing up in the, in the past three or four years. And a lot of that is connected to X-Wing or, or how it's shaped. And there's a lot of things on the horizon for us, but I think ultimately what it really boils down to is, uh, you know, several years back, we really got into a a miniatures game called monster apocalypse. And during that time, uh, is when we first launched the ability for people to blog on our website. Uh, you know, we started out as a web store, and then we added the the blogging and the messaging system and the that whole idea of community because we were blogging and we had some people who were in the community who wanted to blog. So we built the ability for them to blog. And going back to like the beginning of X Wing, you know, one of our big one of the big ideas behind Team Covenant is we think that there are a lot of games in the tabletop gaming industry that don't get the attention or the support they deserve. And a lot of these games are, are what we consider some of the best games ever. And, you know, X-Wing obviously now is a really big deal. Uh, but back before X-Wing, you know, we were selling a couple FFG games and X-Wing came out and kind of took the world by storm. But I think the the early stages of, of X-Wing happening on Team Covenant are... I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've been... I played... Pretty much every Star Wars game, tabletop game that's ever been made, yeah, every digital game. We too. didn't notice that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I've, I've, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Been playing Star Wars games my whole life, and FFG got the Star Wars license, which we were pumped about. We actually demoed X-wing uh, the year before it came out when they had the like fake models and stuff. They had the models, but they had the fake bases, and like it was kind of weird, but it was still awesome. We were really excited about it. X-Wing came out at Gen Con and we were like this is one of the best games we've ever played and it is the best looking miniatures game I've ever seen and it's Star Wars so what's not to love? Yeah, uh, anytime you can fly around in an X-Wing even though you rarely do it now grumble, grumble um, it, it's <laughs> it's absolutely fun as you you, could, you can't beat it, not to mention the miniatures are painted, I mean, to your point it's for a miniatures game it's it's unbeatable really yeah, so, no, I, I I absolutely agree. Um, but just to kind of conclude where that that began, so X Wing launches, we're like, hey, X Wing's awesome. We're gonna do what we do with games for X Wing, and uh, you know, early on, I think the we obviously do things like we post the games from the, the big events like Gen Con and Worlds, and we do unboxing videos and we put templates out and that kind of stuff. But I mean, I, I think a lot of a huge amount of credit for developing that like big X-Wing community on the site has to go to a lot of the community members that have been there from the beginning. And that's why I reference Monpoc is you had people like Mr. Froggies and Theorist who we met through Monpoc and kind of got on the X-Wing board and Mr. Froggies hosted that first uh, online tournament. And then you have people like Theorist who were, who were willing to post 
post blogs, challenge ideas, post comments on other people's blogs and really make it a friendly place for X-Wing players to be. And then from there, it kind of just took off on its own. And, and I mean, you know, it's, it's not like uh, one day we were like, hey, we want all the best X-Wing players to be blogging on our site. Uh, we were, the system was already kind of set up because of Monpoc and uh, there's a lot of challenges we're facing because we have way more games than we used to have. But, uh, you know, I think a, a huge amount of credit goes to all those people in the X-Men community that have kind of continued to, to make it what it is. So I, I think it's I think it's interesting what you mentioned about how the site leapt from Monpox popularity and you, you started with that smaller blogging community and then like you said, X-Wing sort of took the world by storm and it seems like Team Covenant was no exception to that happening. Um, and it's not really a surprise because like you said, who doesn't love Star Wars? We get to fly around in awesome iconic ships and have a great time battling each other in head-to-head combat. What's not to love? Um, I do think it's fun that Mr. Froggies and Theorist are both people that are involved in the scum and villainy community as well and you know you see those guys pimp the podcast (laughs) well it's just interesting how you see the community support the people that continue to be active in it and i I find that's one of the most beautiful things about the x-wing community in general is that they're very uplifting of the people that put the effort into it so you know we've got to give love like we said to people like you zach and people like mr froggies and heck even sable griffin here on the show with us you guys contribute a ton to the community and it's important to have you around speaking of you as people and kind of what gaming does for you and we know that team covenant launched from monpoc if you had to pick a game that sort of launched you into gaming zach just tabletop or anything in general what was your real first love what was the game that hooked you and made you love to play games well it you know my my history as a gamer as you might imagine is pretty strong just as far as how early i was gaming but when i was five or six my younger brother and i tim uh we we used to go over to my my great aunt's house uh probably once a month and she had all these like random you know the board games and like monopoly and Candyland and pickup sticks and uh, just all kinds of random games, and we—I mean, I was like six, and we were playing Texas Hold'em over it, or Five Card Draw over at her house. And you know, those those games very early on gave me this fascination with, you know, real physical games that you touch and you hold in your hands. But the the game that kind of really got me into tournaments and competitive games and really card games in general uh, was the Pokemon trading card game. Which is funny uh, for a lot of reasons. It's a good game, but though. I was, yeah, I was ten at the time, and this the second set of the game had just come out, and I my I think the previous Christmas my my mom had got me like Pokemon Red, and it was new, and like it was just kind of the thing, and then this this community of Pokemon players developed, and like I, I actually started running tournaments at a local movie store, um, and kind of from there it just it took off. The, those friends I made in, in those years was. Like, we kind of went from Pokemon, and, like, a year or two later, we went to another game and so on. And, you know, those are still some of my best friends today. So I, I think that's really what started the chain. And that's actually where I met, like, through gaming, is how I met pretty much everyone involved in Team Covenant. It's not me. So, yeah, that's where it started. So uh, let's kind of... let's. I have a question for you. So what is it about Team Covenant that... 
separates it from some of the, uh, at least in your opinion, that separates it from uh, some of the other websites and or forums uh, that that promote X-Wing? Like, what is it about either this community, the website? I mean, what's, like, what is the, 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 what is it, the combination that kind of makes this work? Because, I, I mean, I'm on it, Greg's on it, you know, Mark's on it, we're all, we're all on it, like, and so if you had to put your finger down as to why it's, it is what it is now, what would you say that is? Well, I think it's, it's really fascinating because when we, we set out and, and I started Team Covenant several years back, the, the, like I said earlier, the intent was not, how do we get all the best X-Wing players on our website mm-hmm. blogging? Um, we started out as a, uh, an online retailer of games, and we thought we could do that better than other people we had experiences with who were selling stuff online. So that was kind of our goal. And then along the way, we started blogging, and we were like, hey, we actually care about the products that we sell, and we play the games that we sell. We're not just selling you things to sell things to you. And basically, because of that, uh, that's why I like things like us blogging or letting our users blog or we do videos and we do tutorials and unboxings and gameplay videos and all the stuff that we do. Um, and it, it's, it's, I, I think it's, it's kind of interesting because the, the community that is developed for X-Wing on our website is way bigger than I think any of us ever thought. I don't know. It's, it's weird because it, it kind of just happened, right? And it got, it, it's not something we predicted or, pushed and it, it's it's funny because like you know you see the site and you guys use it and you you interact with it and you have your idea of what I remember what we are you what, said that uh, the X-Wing website or the X-Wing t- like essentially took over your website at some point and you didn't even you didn't even know how or when that happened yeah I mean it just it just happened um, which is awesome like we were transitioning out of Monpok that game was dying and we'd, we'd gotten into, like, Game of Thrones and then the Star Wars LCG and X-Wing, and, and it's great. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting, right? Because, like, what you see today on the website is, is really a, a shadow of what we want the website to be. And we've been working for a really long time, um, over a year now, on a, a top-to-bottom, just complete overhaul of the entire thing both the the store and the blogging and the just the whole everything about it is crazy right like even when we started x-wing um and this is something a lot of people may not realize is we really like when we started covering x-wing a couple years ago um that the we weren't even like the videos that we posted we'd only posted like 20 or 30 videos at that you know three years ago and since then we've posted 600 more so there's a lot of things that have changed for us and, and a lot of things have changed faster than we were prepared for, uh, both from like a just logistic level on our end. And then also like we're like now playing catch up to what, how good we think the website could be because we do, we weren't ready for what was coming, uh, which is X-Wing. And I mean, you have a game like Netrunner as well that we, that we're into and we support and we sell. And, and it's like Netrunner is huge too. Yeah, I mean, to give you an example, right? Like Mompok, the biggest Mompok tournament I ever saw was like forty something players. Oh wow! Like that was the the big Gen Con tournament. 
versus like X-Wing where you're having regionals that are getting 80 or 90 players or more. Yeah, we had a um, store championship about 40 people big. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, we, we had this, you know, and we were, we, we set out with very humble in, intentions. I mean, we were very ambitious people, but at the same time, you know, we, we didn't think we could just immediately come in and take over the world and do whatever we wanted. Uh, and we started with, uh, we actually did, Monpok was our second game. Before that, it was a, a card game that was called The Spoils. But we started out very simply, and we knew we had a lot to learn. And we were very young, and uh, but we knew that we weren't happy with the experience we were having for, with tabletop gaming, both on a local retail and an online retail side. And we wanted to do it better. Uh, and we wanted to do it a lot better, and we wanted to do it with meaning and purpose. So we set out to do that, and we're... <laughs> We're growing really fast, and we're learning as fast as we can. But uh, we—I'm pretty excited. We've been working, like I said earlier, we've been working a long time on a new website. And jump in. We're—I we, am all ears. Like I am. I yeah. am. I am at attention. What's the plan? What? What? Where, where are you going with this? Because this is the first time I've heard of this, and I am deathly curious what the plan is. Because. I know X-Wing's going to be a part of it. It almost has to be because of the following you have on there. Um, so it's definitely uh, of interest to X-Wing gamers. What's 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 the idea, What or at least what are you working towards? Oh, it it's, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's... If you just... It's not super complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you think about... It's just a matter of it, we're we're operating at a very different scale now than we were three years ago, like, but insanely different, right? So three four years ago, we had two or three games, maybe, all of which are the size of like, I I mean, even the smallest game that we're into right now is bigger than any of those games. Mm-hmm. So which is is saying something and, for your and, percentage, and and you've got high quality you know, sort of support for all of those when it comes to your acrylics, when it comes... Well, your acrylics is actually exactly that. Like, you've got high-quality acrylics, and then the uh, the programs you have where you have the... What 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 is it that, uh, for the LCGs, where you have essentially a subscription, and you, yeah. you, you mail them... Uh, you mail your subscribers uh, the packs as they come in. Like, you've got high-quality follow-up for all of those games. Yeah, and that's what, like, so three years ago, uh, the only LCG that we were really, like, doing anything for was Game of Thrones. Because Netrunner wasn't out, Star Wars wasn't out, Lord of the Rings was, like, two or three months old, and Conquest wasn't out, and just a lot of these things weren't out. So, you know, we had a subscription service set up for Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones has a very loyal, uh, committed community, but, you know, it's not the biggest game, but the players that play it definitely play it. Uh, and, like, you know, X-Wing and Netrunner are two just massive games. So Netrunner comes out, and, like, our subscription system starts blowing up. And, like, it's not meant to... Ha- like, it wasn't built to handle what it was handling, so to speak. <laughs> uh, which is a good problem. Uh, this is These are quality issues. That People want into. our product. I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. So like, It's hard to it's, complain, it's, but it is a serious problem. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where we, we found ourselves, and we have found ourselves for the past really two years, is like, you know, we've, we've always had this huge vision of, of what we think we can do and the impact we think we can have on tabletop games. I mean, and why it's important, you know, 
for all of us here, tabletop gaming is tremendously important and has played a huge role in all of our lives for a bunch of different reasons. But it kind of just, <laughs> because of these massive games that we were able to support and do videos for and, and get coverage for and get eyeballs on us about, it kind of just it exploded in our, in our hands, so to speak. Um, so we've been kind of racing to try to catch up and it's, it's been quite the journey and we've been, been working on it. But as far as the, well, yeah, what's the, the plan? Web... What's the plan, Zach? <laughs> what's the plan? Let's oh let, I, I'm going to pin you down. What do you want to do? Uh, just in general or with the website? Yeah, yeah, in or... general, in general with Team Covenant. Like, what do you, you guys are, you guys have a, like, you guys are said you're redesigning the website. How is it going to affect the masses of your fans? Uh, hopefully in a very positive way. That's the goal. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's things like, if you, if you look at our website and you've never been to our website and you've never heard of us, um, I can't, like, it still blows my mind that anyone buys anything from us because <laughs> it is so just not clear and not like it, if you just came to teamcounter.com, you may not even know that we sell something. That's true. It does uh, on the surface simply appear to be another like blog Website. or forum yeah. site. And it, it so is like, difficult to understand the depth of Team Covenant. I, I'll say that I probably still don't understand it, even though we're talking to you here yeah, today, and we've spent time on Team and, Covenant. And and that's also not even considering the, like you said, you have 600 videos. I feel like I've watched about a third of those, but yeah. but still, like, like you guys have a massive like video collection for your games, too, which I just want to say, and I know you're going to get into this later, I really feel like we should see more X-Wing. I mean, the tra- <laughs> I don't want to... I, I think you know the traffic, and I know the traffic. Uh, I, I do. Think, I think the traffic is is got to be at least 70% X-Wing. Just putting that out there. We love the videos. <laughs> the Holonet loves... The whole galaxy loves the videos, and they need more. Yeah, I mean, I, I 100% agree. And I, and I think that's something, you know, that the hey are you guys doing more games for x-wing or are you doing more of this um is is right up there with the exact same number of people that are saying hey are you guys gonna do acrylic x-wing tokens <laughs> and and i, I totally get it are you <laughs> well <laughs> let me answer yeah uh i totally i get it i i get it i get it i get it and like the the interesting part of it again is like imagine you're walking along, and then all of a sudden, your your legs get blown off, and it's like, it's going to take you a little bit to be able to walk again, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Wait sure. a second. So like, Wait a second. How do you walk again after hey, your legs get blown hey, off? Hey, this, this is Star Wars. You got to be imaginative here. Well, yeah, 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 Anyways, yeah. You're going to get those those robot legs. Yeah, absolutely. So, the reason I'm saying that is, um, I I 100% agree. We should do a whole lot more X-wing videos. We want to do a whole lot more X-wing videos. We're going to do a whole lot more X-Wing videos. Uh, but but sort of like everything else that's kind of going on, and it's really, it's it's hilarious, but like, you know, three years ago it was like, the question was, all right, how do we how do we do things that people are going to want enough so that they, they believe in what we're doing and they're getting behind us and they're buying stuff from us and they're doing that whole bit? And now it's just a matter of how do we make the life easier of people that already want to do these things, right? So... As far as our website goes, it's it's really it's nothing that's like rock. It's not rocket science. It's just make the thing that you're already doing way better, way more efficient. Make it look better. Make it feel better. Make it easier. Make it easier to understand for 
active users, for new users, for old users, and just kind of re with with the scale we're operating at in mind, re redo the whole thing. And so it's it's very foundational stuff. It's very fundamental stuff that for for basically the next phase. But the same thing with the videos. We're it it may not you may not know this if you watch our videos, but the amount of editing that goes into one of those videos is tremendously high. And when we have you know seven or eight other major games that we're supporting, uh, you know, just to to give a rough example, I this imagine exactly, X-wing is probably the hardest to do, right? From an editing standpoint, yeah, uh, especially when you have like I don't know one of the early X-wing games we did was Tie Swarm versus Tie Swarm. Oh god. Oh. Yeah. And it's like you've got because we track you know all the damage, all the shield, all the holds, all the criticals, all the Not actions, to mention and then the, also the number where of the each ship, ship is. Yeah, the number of each ship, which I think is the, the best part about the video, is ship one corresponds with this ship stat. Sure, and that's what, and and part of it is like we have this weird, not weird. We have like a, an insatiable desire to do things at the highest level of quality possible. I, I will so, say that I think that your X-Wing videos, while sadly is not as frequent as the HoloNet ones, are unquestionably the best videos that, that are out for X-Wing when you make them. When you make them is yeah. the trick. Hey, hey, so, I'm, I'm ready for, for, for the world's final when, when you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll hit you up. Yeah. Um, it's... Anyways, so to give you a rough idea, right? We have we have Netrunner and X-wing that are two very big games, mm-hmm. and for us to do for us to edit a, a Netrunner match, mm-hmm. like both two games, is like a three to four hour process. Mm-hmm. For us to do one X-wing game, depending on the the match, if, it, if it's Tide Swarm versus Tide Swarm, it's a nightmare. But depending on the match, it's you're talking twenty five to forty hours of editing. So. Because of that, it's like, well, do you want to do ten Netrunner games or do you want to do an X-wing game? And that's a, that's a tough decision to make. And, and from the outside, it may seem like we're a big company or a big entity that's doing all these things. But you know, we're we're very limited in, in who who we have and what we have and our resources. And we're a, we're a very small company in in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, despite the fact that you guys have a very big profile in the gaming community, like you guys actually are just a bunch of. You guys are like I don't want to put the, don't take this the wrong way. You guys are just a bunch of guys who just somehow got into this and are just really love games. That's actually my favorite thing about your company is it just somehow it, it feels like and it feels like if me and my buddies who love board love gaming got into gaming and somehow lucked into an awesome company. That's how you feel. And that's the best thing about your company. <laughs> I love that. Like that, that is exactly, it feels like you guys are like, what, why don't we do this product? This product sounds awesome. Well, yeah, we should do that. Let's do it. That love that about you guys. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're, it's, it's both sides, right? Like we, 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 we tend to focus on quality and we want to do things as good as we possibly can because we come out of this like frustration with dealing with the status quo of tabletop gaming and we think gaming could be way better than it is across the board, the whole experience. And, like, our goal is to basically re- redo that and fix it and make it as good as it possibly can be. Um, but, like, with X-Wing, when we do a video, we don't just want to slap a video together and throw it up. Um, we want to do it really well, and we want it to be useful, and we want it to be the best X-Wing game you've ever seen. And that's the goal. And, you know, it's it's kind of a matter of 
so we have that right like that comparison where it's it takes a lot of editing time but at the same time the same guy that is our video expert who's doing the editing is the same guy that I have spending a bunch of time basically rebuilding the entire system from scratch to make it where we can do X-Wing games a lot faster, you know, down to like six to seven hours per game. I want to, so, I want to volunteer Greg's, uh, Greg's ability. <laughs> my video editing that, yeah, skills. Yeah. You, you know, he's, he's more than capable, <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, it is actually true. So, anyways, having to make uh you know, a, a decision where it's like, well, do you want to just keep doing X-Wing games that take forever or spend, however long it takes to fix the system and make it where it's way more efficient and we can put out a lot more games. And that's ultimately the goal, right, is to build a system that is way more efficient where we can do a lot more high-quality content for these huge games of ours. And then at the same time, do a similar thing with a website where rebuild the system, make it way more efficient, make it way better for everybody involved, and go from there. But the intent is still the same, which is the gaming experience is not as good as it could be so let's fix that. And that, that's that's why we do what we do. Speaking of the gaming experience, why don't we talk a little bit more personal about your X-Wing experience and some of your experiences, how'd you start playing X-Wing? Yeah, so so tell us about how... Uh, tell us how so you actually play X-Wing, right? I, I do actually play X-Wing, believe it or not. Yeah, we never we never get to see you too much at the competitive higher end levels because it always seems like you're busy at those events. But um, yeah, yeah, I know what, what's so been what, your success at tournaments and why, why you know, where do you swing. compete? You know, I mean, I know you're I know you're just one of the best LCG players in the world. Why don't you play X Wing too? <laughs> well, I mean, I do play X Wing, right? And and I this past year uh, I won our store championship at at Covenant, and I I played in a re- the regional in Texas that. Um, and, and I play a fair amount of X-Wing, and it, I always say it, but it is the most fun tabletop game I've ever played. I, I don't have as much fun playing anything else as I do that game. And I think the when, when we kind of got on this spree of adding all these games and growing as fast as we've grown, um, it becomes pretty, pretty tough to make decisions on what you're going to do and what you're going to focus on. And I, early on, um, I'm a huge forever have been a card gamer and early on I made the decision to to focus in on the Star Wars LCG and you know really try and make a lot of effort and see if I couldn't do well at that game and I did uh, I did do pretty well at that game but I think the thing with X-Wing to me is it, it was kind of always that game that like I never I never needed to take seriously like when I played it it was it was purely from an enjoyment level. Um, so because of that, I, w- I was really hesitant, especially in early on, to, to take it too competitively or too seriously. It was, it was one of those games that I could always play and just, you know, I don't know, <laughs> I guess do what most people do when they play games, which is just sit back and relax and have, have a good time. Um, yeah, and, and I, I definitely understand wanting to separate your your fun time from your competitive time because it does become if you're going to be serious about a game and you're actually going to try and compete at it i mean it depends on what kind of person you are but me personally i'm a very competitive person if i'm going to bother to show up to a tournament i'm going to make sure that i'm going to play well so there's an effort and a commitment that goes into that i can i can definitely understand wanting to keep it separate 
Uh, yeah. Which... So I mean, there's that, but then there's also like, it's a phenomenal game, and I would love to be super competitive at it. So I have these weird like. I went to the store championship last year at Covenant, and you know I'd been playing like two or three games a month, right? Like once a week maybe, or once every couple weeks I'd play a game, and I, I did not expect to do very well at um, at the store championship. And in fact, I was running my like go to just relax, not have to think because I played it so much. List which was like Suntier, Terrafender, and. Darth Vader tie advanced oh at my. the store championship. The nines! <laughs> oh you brought the nines! Wow. I did. I brought the nines. I love that list. I, I, as soon as the, the interceptor came out, I went straight to that list and kind of didn't leave for a while. But I wasn't expecting to do well, and then I won. And I was like, well, I guess since I won, I have to go play at a regional, right? Is, is that me, or is it, or the nines is you either do really well or you really don't? That is exactly what happens to the nines. It's really, do they either have a Han above your pilot skill or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> do I uh, win the Skaver or do I don't? That's basically where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much it. Anyway, so I, I felt pretty obligated to go and play in a regional because I want to start a championship. And I'm a very competitive person. And there's no way in, like, at the store championship, I'm not, I'm not going to tank any games or I'm not going to intentionally lose. So, like, you know, I, I get to the finals and I'm, like, expecting to lose and then I don't. Um... But then I go to the regional, and it's like a 90-person regional in Texas. And so I'm still huge. not expecting – yeah, I'm not expecting to do super well, right? Like I, I don't play – I play enough X-Wing. I don't play just – like I play an insane amount of the card game right now, or I did before Worlds. I, I don't sure. play 50 games of X-Wing a month or whatever, or, and I don't analyze stuff super hard. And I don't I, – I read like Sable's articles and Theorist articles, and I listen to podcasts, but like – Anyway, so I go to the regional, and I ended up... It was a cut to top eight, and I got ninth. Um, I was tied with uh, seven, eight, and I got... <laughs> still, still <laughs> yeah, that's, I got a, that's a very good result. Yeah, I mean, I was happy. Um, it, What'd you my run goal was one? to go... Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I was running a Whisper um, with Veteran Instincts and Rebel Captive and Sensor Jammer and advanced cloaking device, and then I was running the Alpha Squadron, uh, the lowest interceptor, and then I was running soon tier. Um, yeah. So pure offense. You just like <laughs> to ride the lightning, man. Just you, gonna. <laughs> you, know, you know what they say in X-Wing, if you can't have all bad targets, you have all good targets. Yeah, he, man, Zach, you you love the, like, strap yourself into this death machine, like, <laughs> clench your butt cheeks and pray. It's <laughs> like well, it's it's pretty yeah, insane. I I'm a no, meathead no, but, when it comes to my list. So yeah, but, it's crazy I mean, to that, me. That works too. It does. It definitely does. Obviously. I mean, I I think the for me, especially with games that I don't just play a ton of, um, I like I like playing lists or decks that from turn one I'm just kind of going at it, you know. And it's like I'm gonna force the tempo and I'm gonna put the pressure on. You chose and well. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Because of that, it's like I I don't want to give my myself too much time because I'll make mistakes. Sure. <laughs> like if I can just go and get it done and force you to make mistakes early, I think I can win that game. Um, but yeah, it, it went really well. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret that's kind of funny. Um, I I had a, a list somewhat close to that the day before the regional. And it was it was very like it wasn't long after the the Phantoms came out, right? 
Like it was like two weeks later when the Phantom, like two weeks prior when the Phantom had come out. And I, I messaged Theorist and I said, hey, what do you think of this list? And he was like, uh, I think you're making a mistake. I think I would do these things instead. So the morning of the tournament, I actually made some changes based on his recommendations, which he deserves credit for that. But what's hilarious about it is until that tournament, I had not even flown a Phantom. Wow. <laughs> so wow. I, <laughs> Uh, but and that's out, a yeah. that's a hard man. That is a that's a ship that's not necessarily forgiving. I mean, you you loaded yours up, so uh, I guess if you wanted a forgiving Phantom, you got about as close to one as you could get. But still, that's that's risky. Yeah, the first game it was really funny because the first game of the regional, uh, I didn't. I've been playing the nines right like for a while, so all my stuff is nine. And I had that Alpha Squadron who was the one pilot skill who's, like, the blocker and, like, can just mess your opponent up and you don't care if they kill it, really. Um, but, like, in my first game at, at the regional, like, I got I got destroyed because I didn't know how to use that ship really well. And then I also hadn't used the Phantom, so I was getting used to Decloak. But then from then on, it, it was great. <laughs> one match and, oh, I got this now. Time for destruction. <laughs> Time for death. Anyways, Adapt it was really like good. a Borg. And, uh, to be, it was it was a really great tournament, and you know it's going to this world season. I know that Star Wars the card game has had a, a pretty strong lack of releases. So for me, um, even going into Worlds, I was considering playing X Wing at Worlds, and at this point, I'm about ninety five percent sure that this next year I'm actually going to try to take X Wing seriously in store champs and regionals and Gen Con and Worlds. So speaking of oh releases, no oh no he said, he said it. worlds he Zach said Zach Bun <laughs> has entered the fray you heard it all on that be wary the best LCG player on the planet wait hold, hold, hold. one of the best LCG players on the planet has decided that he's gonna go take your lunch in X I was gonna say you can't really call me the best LCG player but I I appreciate the sentiment one of them I mean I mean let's put it this way I mean, you have been, you've placed well both. Both times uh, it's been available, right, for the card game? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have done pretty good at that. I, game. I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong to say that you're one of the best. Um, and 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 clearly you're good at X Wing. And I don't know if uh, the Holonet's ready for you to play X Wing uh, primarily. <laughs> well, it's it's really funny because like um, back in the Monpoc days, like I said, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, I was saying, I think I was saying offcast between a game we used to play called Monpoc and X-Wing. And I think a lot of it just has to do with understanding dice um, and then, like, managing your risk through the yeah, dice. Yeah, there is, is, there's a very big portion of making sure you have the better dice than the other player. Yep. Absolutely. So once you kind of... It, it, it's one thing to understand dice, and it's another thing to understand how to create scenarios in the game that where the dice will naturally favor you. And a lot of people who are what I would say not as competent at the game tend to to blame dice or to think it was the dice's fault or luck or what have you. But uh, there's a, there's so much going on in this game um, to to curb the luck aspect of the dice. So I think just having a fundamental understanding of dice and how they interact in the game is is a huge plus on my side for just being okay at the game naturally. What I like about some upcoming things, and I want I want to talk about upcoming X Wing releases in general, because you mentioned that you know one of the things that made you want to 
commit more time to X-Wing is that the LCG is kind of slimming down on its release schedule and you're, you're not seeing as many new things, so it doesn't it becomes stale. It's not as exciting. Um, and I, I think it's interesting that X-Wing is even adding more things to sort of like remove dice as a an excuse for loss or as a, a factor in wins and losses, except for when you create you know situations where you have that advantage. But uh, you see stuff like accuracy corrector coming out, and it's it's there's some interesting things that take dice away from being random in this game and let you play with a pure strategy mindset, which I love. Uh, what's some of your most excited for cards, things that are coming out? What are you looking forward to over your next year? Where you take X Wing more seriously? What are you really excited about? Sure, uh, I mean I think I would be silly not to say scum and villainy. Um, the faction looks just phenomenal from, from start to finish. And anytime you hear Alex or Frank talking about it, it's just like, you know, this is going to just be awesome for the game. Um, I, I, I like a lot of the ships that the, the size or preview from last week mm. for, um, it, it feels like a less risky version of the interceptor, but for scum. very much, very much. Uh, so, I'm very excited about that ship, and I'm excited to see what that faction does to the game. And you know, honestly, the we'll see. Um, especially with miniatures games in the past, I like I like running lists that people might underappreciate or undervalue. Um, so I'm, I'm you hopeful. and Mark would get along swimmingly. <laughs> did you I thought, you know? Did you hear what Mark ran at Worlds? I did not. Mark ran. So, oh, go ahead, Mark. You go ahead and give him. Go ahead and tell him. So I ran a Doom Shuttle, which is Omicron with Vader, and then four Scimitar Squadron bombers with proximity mines. And it, it went pretty well for you. I went four and two both days. And I, both days, my last loss was my sixth game, so I almost made it twice. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of health for your opponent to have to eat through. Not it's a mention. lot of health, a lot of attacks, and I can attack during the movement phase. Yeah, with with the with the new rules with proximity mines, an action is a da- an action phase is damage phase now. With yep. prox mines, yep. and I good. I absolutely love that list. I think that's so interesting. I I love when people use bombers in general because I think they're one of the more underloved ships that are available on the imperial side. They're tough. They spit out some damage. They got a decent maneuver dial, and they can do some really crazy stuff. Yeah, and I, anyway, so I, I really like, I, I love lists like that where it's things your opponent doesn't expect, things they might not be familiar with, things that they're prone to make mistakes against. Um, but I think the, I don't know if they said it uh, in our interview at Gen Con or Worlds, but I know when we were talking about X-Wing to, it was either Alex or Frank, um, who you guys just had on the show, but they were talking about basically doing something for the TIE Advanced, similar, akin to what they had done for the A-Wing to kind of make it a little more reasonable or a little more competitive. And I would love, love to see original Darth Vader back in the fold. So I'm hopeful that something comes out that makes him worthwhile so that I can fly X-Wing how I want to fly X-Wing. So if you were the one that had to fix the TIE Advanced, what would you do to it? I'll tell you exactly what I do. I've had plenty of time to think about this. I would give... I love that he's expecting this question. Yes. <laughs> no, not even the question. It's just I've, always, I've just wondered, like, what, what would make me want to run this guy? Um, and I think they could 
they could do a couple things. One, it could be a modification that's tie advanced only that does some something. Uh, but I also like the idea of using the missile slot for because the biggest problem for me with the tie advanced, particularly Vader, is who I'm I'm thinking about, is his maneuver does fine. His health and shields are good. His defense is fine. It's his attack. Like he just he does yep. not he he doesn't deal enough damage to be worth fielding. Yep. So Absolutely. If if you could just fill the missile slot and say, hey, you know what? At and you you could cost it at whatever you want to cost it at, but depending on what you cost it at, you could do something along the lines of like, this ship gets plus one attack dice at range two and three, and that's it. That's all you really need to do. It could be cheap. It could be one point, and all of a sudden that ship gets phenomenally better. And you could make it more interesting than that, I'm sure. But it just—it's like it's one pinch too little offense for that ship to really be competitive, in my opinion. Um, there's, and there's, the other thing is, Imperial just has so many good options for doing damage that it—it it has to be better at, at doing damage, or it's just never going to see play. Yeah, I, I agree completely with your assessment of the tie advance. I think really, like you said, it's that one thing you just it's hard to spend the points on it for two piddly attack dice. It lives great, especially when it's Darth Vader, it's just nigh impossible to spend those points. So seeing something that would up its offensive output would be fantastic. Um on that note and you know, talking about stuff you're excited for what kind of lists are you looking at for, let's say, Wave 5 meta? We've got the Decimator coming out, or I guess it's out, um, and YT on the table. What kind of lists are you looking to deal with what will be current meta? Sure. Uh, well, it's important to note that I don't fly Rebel at all. So I'm, I'm only an Imperial player. Um, oh. I'm also a huge fan of... I'm so, way bigger. Yeah. I'm a way bigger fan of you now, Zach. <laughs> Greg and Zach are now... <laughs> Called BFF. Uh, yeah, it's, love, it's happening. It. I can feel it. Hell yeah. Anyways, I'm a I'm a huge fan uh, of Darth Vader, as might be evident from anything I've ever done. Um, but the the I actually actually this weekend I built a couple lists that I'm interested in trying. One of them is um, using the the Decimator with Darth Vader on it because. I don't know. Yep. 360 arc with Gunner and Vader seems Decimator. pretty good. Decimator. Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, so I'm interested to see if I can make that work. And, and there's obviously some shortfalls in the the Decimator not rolling defense dice and also doing damage to itself. Could be yep. a, a risky proposition, but that's how I like to live. That's um, been my biggest problem every time I try to fit something like that in. Is uh, man, I'm Vadering down an expensive ship. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing. That's why the lambda is so good with him, right? Is it's so cheap comparatively. But I'm interested to try that. Um, I, I want to make the Darth Vader pilot card work. I, I want the Devis, the Decimator is awesome, awesome. So I'd love to make that work. But the other I'm actually toying with, <laughs> interestingly, is it has tie advanced Vader in it, um, and I, I do think he's a pinch worse than he needs to be to actually be a legitimate contender for a spot in the list. But you know, when I was first trying to use Vader, there were a lot of cards that don't ex- that didn't exist so much, um, or didn't exist at all. Whether it's like engine upgrade giving him a boost so he can be even more maneuverable and get out of the way, or something like uh, expose or or the various ways to basically up his offense because he is an extremely efficient ship, action wise. And 
I, I played in a tournament two weeks ago here at Covenant, and I was running the a very similar list to my regional list. And I, I played this. I made it to the finals, and I played this guy. And range three threw an asteroid on my uh, whisper, who was cloaked and had a focus, one shot. Uh, uh. It was, it was like, yeah, it was it was bad. It was it was real bad. I, it was rolling six dice, and man, those green dice all, can punish sometimes. Yeah, I, I rolled all blanks, and he rolled three attack dice, and it was crit, crit, crit. So Ugh. Ugh. It, was, he, it was my two shields, and then I, I was going to grab the crit damage, and I said I would put fifty dollars. This is the direct <laughs> hit, and it flipped, and it was bam. So it just blew up. Um, so that that really got me thinking. Where it's like. I mean, the the risk of running the soon tiers or the the phantoms like I've been running them is it is possible that should I roll bad and they roll good on a single attack that my ship just gets blown up and it happens with the soon tier. Like I had that happen. Um, there was an online X wing tournament I was in the finals of, and the guy one shots my soon tier through an asteroid who had a stealth device and a focus and it, and an and it happens tournament. all the time. Happens all the time. It happens. It happens. So, like, I, I don't blame the dice even in that situation. This is. It's just statistically, there are. It, there will be a case where I roll bad and they roll good on a ship, and if my ship blows up to that roll, is can I really run that ship or multiple versions of that ship? So, in looking at like Vader, he's just a healthier ship. Um, you know, with like with Suntir, I typically put push the limit on him to give him extra actions and the extra focus and whatnot, of course, but. If you look at Vader, he gets the two actions without having to do that. His his only negative there is he doesn't have boost and he doesn't have three attack. So sure. can you give him more attack and can you give him a boost? And it's like, well, well yes, yeah. actually you can. <laughs> actually, I can. So when I'm looking at the point totals, it's it's really interesting because, and you know, I would like sometimes put a shield on soon tier and like if you're looking at it, it's like, it's it's almost the same ship. <laughs> like hmm. it's yeah. crazy and a weird. Soontir is a little more effective because he gets a, the focus every time he stresses. But, you know, if Soontir, if my opponent boxes me in and I can't take actions, I almost always lose Soontir on that turn. Like, True. a good player gets me to lose Soontir. And Vader, Vader can like, survive. Yeah, he can live through some of that. So, anyways, I, I'm excited to play I'm with so it. Glad I, I've you got guys a. Are bonding imperially. <laughs> I'm actually in honor of this conversation. I think the next game I play will feature and expose engine upgrade Darth Vader. It's, it's just got to happen. It can, be, it can be done. You just have to run it. It's 37 carefully. points. It's expensive, but I'm going to try it. Why not? Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm planning on playing it tomorrow. I'm really excited to try it. And like I said, you know, expose when I was initially running Vader wasn't even out. Exactly. Um, neither was engine upgrade. So things have changed a little bit. And, and I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be something down the pipe that makes the tie advanced even better. So I would love. I would they love have to see completely that teased that, haven't they? Oh. That I, I believe so. The uh, Alex and Frank's more or less okay. They confirmed they 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 basically confirmed it in in your interview with them, and then they almost reconfirmed it in our interview with them. So at some point, we know it's getting some love. I'll say they're definitely yeah. dangling it in front of some of the more serious commu- community members that do pay attention to the, the extra stuff that gets done. You know, the, they're watching all the Team Covenant videos or they're listening to all the various podcasts out there. So they're they're dangling that a little bit. I'm excited about it. I'd love to see it. There's no reason to have ships that don't offer something to the competitive landscape in this game. 
I I agree. Obsolescence is not something I want to see happen a lot, and we see it a little bit with the X Wing now, and it makes I think it makes everybody sad. I def, I don't I don't want to see it continue with the Tie Advanced. So, I mean, I keep hearing you talk about how imperial you are, but is there any chance a hut might be buying out your contract soon? We do have a new Absolutely. faction coming, named after our podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I said, you know, I'm, I'm excited about Scum and Villainy. There's just, there's something about, you know, I've, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was very little, and um, I always, Luke was always cool, and he was fine. I, I've always been, take it or leave it on Han and the Falcon. I, I actually hate the Falcon, by the way, for a lot, a lot of reasons. But uh, as far as Scum goes, I love Scum. They're they're basically Imperial, right? Yeah, pretty much. They're they're bad guys. Well, that's close enough. They're right? a different sort of bad guy. The they're Empire lawful, hires they're, they're some of those evil. people. They're chaotic evil instead of lawful. Hey, the Empire hired and some I'm, of those people during the GCW. We can just pretend it's that time period. I, I'm good with Scum. I'll, I'll definitely play Scum, and that that uh, Star Viper is giving me a phone call. <laughs> so it's, it's really one of them late that. night drunk phone calls, isn't it? <laughs> Those are the best kind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Zach, um, if, uh, you know, like, we're, we're just about to wrap up here. If you had to give a shout out or a final word to, you know, the fans of Team Covenant or, you know, the people that visit the website, or if you had to say, give a message to them because I mean this is as good a a platform as any hopefully um what would you say to the people that go to your website and and sort of follow you know the 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 the, the games that you that you guys focus on and you know kind of push uh, what would you say to your to the the team covenant following if uh since you have the opportunity to do so what what do you feel like saying to them i think the the first thing that has to be said is just thanks uh we've been really fortunate and really you know blessed to to have so many people who see what we're doing even if it's not very clear on the website uh but see what we're doing believe in what we're doing who purchase ships from us who purchase templates from us who watch our videos, who leave us comments, who send us emails, who post blogs on our website. Like, without all those people, you know, we're just we're just five, five, six dudes in Tulsa, Oklahoma who like to play games. Uh, so to those to all of those people and to everyone creating content and, and placing orders and doing everything, thanks. Uh, you you really do mean the world and we couldn't do it without you. And you know, for all of those people in that crowd that are asking for more X-Wing videos and asking for acrylic X-Wing tokens or tokens designed for X-Wing uh, or, you know, other things. <laughs> we get it. I, I totally get it. We want to do more. We're going to do more. We have a lot sitting here at my desk. I, in view, there are three really awesome X-Wing related things that we are doing or actively developing or working on and we're as excited as ever about X-Wing and it's got a really bright future and we're just excited to keep pushing this game forward and keep pushing this industry uh, as far forward and as far upward as we can. 
Well, that was Zach Bunn, also known as Zach Bunn on the Galactic Holland. You need to get a better call sign, man. Um, <laughs> all right, four. Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin, and for Greg Duncan, rare white elf sighting, better known as uh, as Joy and Vengeance. My name is Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. This has been the Galactic Net interview series. Thank you. Only in it for the women and the wealth Free of the system, we lurk in the black Now you cop before you realize where you're at Screaming to crap